I'm Casey Steed. Welcome to Candidates Corner, where you hear directly from active political candidates so you can make the most informed decision as you cast your vote in this upcoming primary election. Election Day, as you know, is June 7th. With us is Dr. Steve Teachin, Merced County Superintendent of Schools. Dr. Teachin, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me, Casey. It's always a pleasure to be here to chat with you about what's happening in Merced County. And I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation about the Candidates Corner and uh, what we're doing here in the next, what we're going to do in the next four years. Well, talk a little bit about that. Your campaign slogan is safety, opportunity, and stability. You're one of two candidates. You're the incumbent. Why do you want to keep going in the direction you're going? Well, you know, Casey, we've been through a pretty tough last two years, and I really feel it's important to see through what we've started. We've had a challenge with COVID-19 and bringing kids back to in-class, in-person instruction. But here in Merced County, we were really better than so many other counties across the state, certainly all of our neighbors here in the San Joaquin Valley, because... I advocated for return to in-class instruction with our health department and with our district superintendents. We really came together as a group of superintendents to have a cohesive approach to returning to school for in-class, in-person instruction in a way that kept kids safe. Now remember, keeping kids safe has uh, multiple issues connected to it. One, of course, is to bring them back to school safely with the right kind of preparation for the classroom, that there's enough distance, that when the virus was strong and running around, we didn't have a vaccine, the kids had to wear masks. Now that vaccines are here, now that testing is here and available, some of those regulations have stepped back and we're excited to have kids back in class without their masks. Now, another point I want to make about what we did in the last two years was I really advocated for the ongoing parent personal belief exemption option to the vaccine. Now, personally, while I believe the vaccine is an important tool for us to beat the virus, I also believe that that's a parent call. And I don't want 70% of our children to be forced out of in-person instruction because somebody in Sacramento has made decision about children's health down here in Merced County. I don't believe that's right, and I fought against it back in November. I got Adam Gray on board. We sent a message to the governor and a message to other legislators that we were going to fight it. And what do you know, last month, Dr. Pan pulled his legislation that was going to require all children to have a vaccine to start the coming school year. A big win, I think, for all children in California, and I feel like what we did here in Merced County to start that fight really made a difference. And that's not your first conversation with the governor. You had some conversations when they opened a clinic in Winton, one of the first ones in the state, and you took that opportunity to bring your concerns directly to the governor. In fact, I did, Casey, and I was gratified to hear a week later the governor repeat my message that this is a parental choice. And kids should not be excluded from class because of a choice a parent is making. And so that message resonated with the governor, and I was glad I was able to make it to him personally. Some of the things we, other, other things we learned about our organizations during COVID was the importance of working together and collaborating. I bring a style to the job and to my work where I really build relationships, and I think this is really about a trusting relationship I've built between myself, Department of Health, 20 superintendents, many school board members, the board of supervisors, mayors in our in our community, in our county, people all over our community. And I think that trust relationship is built around my follow through in the community with 
school programs as well as some of my community service on the continuum of care, the board that oversees homelessness and trying to help the homelessness problem in our community, and not only just here in Merced, but also in the county in Atwater and Los Banos as well. Also serve on the CASA board that advocates for foster youth in a way that allows a trained adult to be that significant person to help a foster youth that may have been in two or three homes each year to have an adult that will advocate for him or her in school or in court. These are things that I bring to the job because I'm committed to our county and I hope that your listeners understand that you know I've lived it, I, I walk the talk, and I'd love to have their vote. One of the other things we did around safety was focusing on truancy and trying to make sure that kids who have a hard time getting to school have the support to get to school. I've worked with both Larry Morris and the current district attorney to make sure that we fund a program, and when I say we, I mean the school districts and the county office of education fund a program to have a district attorney investigator work with us and our school attendance review boards to make sure that all kids come to school. And that doesn't always mean penalizing parents. Sometimes that means providing the right kind of uh, social net resource, whether it's employment support, child care support for a younger sibling, or housing support. These are all things that we want to see happen so that uh, a parent can reduce the chaos in their life and get their school-aged child to school every day. We know that makes a tremendous difference in the success of children in our schools. And the last point I want to make about safety, Casey, is that kids need to feel like they belong, both physically and safe physically and safe emotionally. And after two years of COVID, feeling isolated, worrying about whether they're going to be sick themselves or their parent or grandparent is going to be sick, many of them have experienced loss. And so we want to make sure that when the kids are back in school, we have the right kind of support system in place to make sure that they can come back to school and feel safe both physically and emotionally. These are key, key issues for ongoing student success. When we talk about distance learning, I know that, and again, you talk about the personal belief option. There are some folks that are still concerned about sending their kids to school. And again, you're making accommodations even for those folks, correct? Oh, absolutely. You know, our, our accommodation program that we provide through the Scholars Charter is to provide a distance learning program where students come in once a week. It's really an independent study program where they meet with a teacher. Uh, They can have follow-up either on um, a computer through Zoom or one of the other platforms, but they can also come in in person and meet with a teacher. And then they're, they're provided the curriculum and instruction support they need to get through school. And of course, we support all kinds of different challenges that kids might have in getting to school through that program. And we've seen it actually double in size over the last two years. And you guys, I think, were instrumental in getting a lot of uh, the computer hardware out there so people could do the distance learning. Because even in regular school, you have to uh, be connected to the net almost all the time after school. So, Casey, it probably isn't well known, but the County Office of Education provides the Internet backbone for almost all the school districts in Merced County. And when we do that, we're actually providing the bandwidth for schools to use so that they their children can get online and have enough bandwidth so 
uh, we aren't seeing the little spinning circle where it's buffering because the video can't come through. Unfortunately, in our county, there are spots where Wi-Fi is not robust enough to handle all the traffic we've had during COVID. And so I've been working with the state superintendent of instruction, Tony Thurmond, Adam Gray, and Anna Cabiero to make sure that they address in the coming legislative season uh, legislation that would help us create a different structure of bandwidth for our county and other rural counties where there are lots of what they call white space, areas where there is no signal, no uh, wireless signal. So let's talk a little bit about opportunity for students here in Merced County, something that I feel very strongly about. And we have really weighed in on the opportunity to experience outdoor education here in Merced County. We have a long history, over 50 years, of running Camp Green Meadows for sixth graders. During my last four years, I have invested more than $3 million to upgrade Camp Green Meadows for our sixth grade students. We took advantage of the year of COVID to not just rebuild the nurses station, but knock the old one down and completely uh, build a new building for a nurses station and a disability residence for students that uh, are wheelchair bound that may not have been able to come up to Camp Green Meadows in the past. We also replaced the underground septic system. Uh, what you, so you won't see that investment, but boy, you need that investment. So that was about three and a half million dollars over the past three and a half years. We're excited that Camp Green Meadows is completely booked for next year. Every single week is sold out to a school district, and we are excited to have a full year of instruction up at Camp Green Meadows. We've also expanded opportunities for career technical education. We've worked with the probation department to make sure that whether they're juveniles or adults, if they are coming out of the law enforcement system, they have an opportunity to redeem themselves, you have a second chance. America's a country of second chances. And so here are people that are willing to better themselves, go to school, finish their diploma, uh, get some job training, and be fully employed. I've gone to several graduations for these folks, and it's really kind of almost it brings a tear to the eye when you hear people talk about how they never thought they would be able to afford to pay their child care or pay for a roof over their heads or their children's heads, and now they're able to do it because they got their diploma and they got some training, and now they're driving a truck or they're working in an industry where they've got a great wage and they're able to take care of themselves. They're a tax-paying citizen, which is really what we want our schools to create. There are some other expanded opportunities, Casey, that we've created in the last couple of years. Our comeback charter was created, and the comeback charter focuses specifically on students both high school age as well as young adults and older adults to come back and finish their high school diploma. There are many, many students that have gotten to their senior year, and they just can't get to the finish line for whatever personal reason they had in their home. And so by creating a comeback charter, we're able to identify the units those students need. And we work with a schedule that allows them to continue to work or continue to provide childcare where their spouse is working. And we get them that high school diploma that allows them to get back into the workforce. You know, Casey, without that diploma, it's hard to get your foot in the door today. Our next initiative is creating a new dual immersion program for English, Spanish, and English Hmong, a charter school that will serve the youngest of our children starting with TK, and this coming year is TK through third grade, 
where we're going to provide instruction both in the home language of Hmong or Spanish as well as uh, English so that students can maintain that home language as, as well as become fluent in English. You know, this past year we gave over 300, uh, 360 certificates for students that have a bilingual certificate of competence on their high school diploma. Won't it be great if we can start that in TK? And kids uh, maintain that home language. They maintain the ability to communicate with a grandparent, many times their caregiver. And we support that in so many ways. As a young man, I discovered that my family lost their home language during World War I when they stopped speaking German because, of course, Germany was on the outs during World War I. And so we lost that part of our culture. And, you know, it's gratifying to me to see today that kids who are recent immigrants can maintain that language because it does give them a little bit of a head start when it comes to economic opportunities in the future. Of course, English still remains the key language for economic advancement, and that is part of a key part of the, any any school program today. So, the next big opportunity that we have here in Merced County is unique to Merced County across all 58 counties in the state of California, and that is the Virginia Smith Trust. Casey, what kids are going to be able to get here in Merced County in the next uh, few years is just amazing to me. So. Virginia Smith, as all of your listeners know, gave us the property that allowed UC Merced to come here uh, through a series of land exchanges. We came up with 650 acres at the end of this land deal that we are now, we being VST slash MCOE, are entitling to develop and use as a funding base for scholarships in perpetuity for the children of Merced County. This past year, even before the entitlements happened, we were able to give away over $500,000 to deserving students from the three comprehensive Merced High Schools, El Capitan, Merced High, and Golden Valley. There were 43 scholarships that were between $2,500 and $3,500, and there were 17 scholarships that were given to students that are going to receive $20,000 over the next four years because they worked so hard and were such outstanding students. And that sort of thing is going to become typical in Merced County in the next four years. What we expect to see happen with the Virginia Smith Trust is that it will be entitled by the county Board of Supervisors in the fall of 2022, and it will be annexed to the city by December of 2022, which will allow us to begin to monetize that property by selling it to a master developer who will then develop the property per the entitlement process that we've taken it through. We are being very specific about how the land will be developed. There's a home type for every income level. It's not going to be the Virginia Smith Heights that's just open to the the wealthiest people in our community. It's going to be a mixed-use property. It's going to have student housing close to the campus in the what we are calling the village center of this development. We're going to have half-acre lots on the edges, uh, and then we're going to have smaller lots that will accommodate the typical family. We'll have housing incentives for low-income folks. We'll have some housing incentives for people from UC Merced, so they're not commuting out to Turlock and Modesto. They're living right here in Merced and keeping that salary and spending that money here in Merced. That's a critical part of our plan to develop uh, the Virginia Smith Trust property. We are going to see an income over the next 
15 years as we sell that property off and see it developed of about $130 million. And so we'll be giving away only the interest and that $130 million will stay invested in perpetuity to throw off interest every year to provide scholarships. I expect that by 2026, we'll see about $3.5 million given away uh, in scholarships to uh, seniors in high school as well as ongoing college students that apply for it. I'm so excited about it. This is one of the key reasons why I wanted to run this next term to make sure that this happens because it's a game changer for Merced County. And it's in perpetuity, and that means forever, folks. And again, it's over. If you don't know where VST is, it's right by the university. And again, Steve Teachin, the superintendent, was very instrumental in working with the current assemblyman in getting that land into the city, weren't you? I can't give Adam Gray enough credit for getting AB 3312 passed. I helped uh, testify both at the uh, assembly level and then when the bill went before LAFCO, the state LAFCO agency, to make sure that they understood what the purpose was. And really, what we had to keep hammering home was we are keeping a promise that was made back in the 1990s that this property was going to be used to provide scholarships in perpetuity for the children of Merced County. And again, Merced County kids uh, were very underrepresented at the UC system, which was why UC landed here in our backyard. They wanted to have more Merced High and Merced Golden Valley, Merced El Capitan, Buhack, Atwater, Del High, Livingston, LeGrand, Los Banos, Hillmar, Gustine, Dos Palace. They wanted all of those kids to see themselves as a UC graduate. And so they came here to, to Merced County and the VST did that. And now the VST has this opportunity to develop and create this huge economic engine for students so that they can graduate from college debt-free in 15 years. I'm so excited to be a part of it. Well, I just wanted to double back to Cam Green Meadows as somebody who went there as a young man. I think that's a tremendous opportunity for a lot of kids that never really get off the valley floor, and it's so close to our backyard, and for you guys to have that still going is a wonderful operation. Casey, it's hard to put into words the kind of impact that an outdoor education program has. Most of our kids from the Valley here, not just from Merced, but across the county, have not experienced the grandeur that is Yosemite. They get up to Camp Green Meadows, which is right at the border of the Yosemite National Park, between Fish Camp and the park entrance, and it is a gorgeous place. They get to spend a, a week in the forest learning about forest management, learning about ecosystems, learning about how the, the water system works here in California, it, really with a hands-on approach. And kids get to become leaders that maybe in a classroom weren't a leader, but out in the outdoors they can become that leader and discover a part of themselves they didn't know existed. And so it is really, really important to keep Camp Green Meadows open, which is why I invested so heavily in it and kept it going when other counties closed their programs during COVID and are not reopening them. Let's talk about the third part of your platform, stability. So Casey, the reason I, I labeled this third part stability is because the county superintendent has a really, really big uh, role in overseeing school district budgets. Now, I don't talk about it much because I really want the school districts to feel responsible and empowered to make their budget decisions, but this county superintendent has a role in overseeing district budgets whereby the county superintendent and his staff have to certify that that district can pay their bills this year and the next two. And if they can't, the county superintendent has to step in. 
in our case, we've had a long history of districts really uh, paying attention. I haven't had to come close to stepping into a school district business decision, but partly because the school districts all know that the county office is watching and people at the county office understand how to manage money. Our budget now that we oversee is over one billion with a B, one billion dollars of inflowing cash to the economy of Merced County through its school districts. That's grown by over $400 million since I've come into office in 2017. It's really an amazing growth, but of course, we also have more kids, which causes there to be more expense. And we did get a a bonus during COVID to help pay for all the expenses and equipment that we had to purchase during COVID. But the point is we are over $1.1 billion of income. The county superintendent has to have experience and managing that and managing those relationships with the superintendents and the many board members across the county, as well as the mayors and city councilmen and board supervisors that I have relationships with and have developed those over the last five, six, seven years. But really it goes back to 2007 when I came to Merced County as the superintendent of Los Banos Unified. I got to know the whole county at that time because I made the effort to come over to Merced, come to meetings regularly, participate in the governance council for the special ed governing council. I made the effort to come to to the meetings that the county superintendent held. I made the effort to come to the Business Education Alliance because I really felt like as a leader, I need to be connected to other leaders and make sure the resources come out to my community. I really feel like that's part of the advocacy job of a district superintendent and of especially an elected county superintendent. You've got to be an advocate for your community at all times. And that's why I think I have just such a huge advantage in having lived here and worked here for the last 15 years. The other thing that I've noticed as I've looked around the office is I realize that my leadership staff is senior and I have one of them that's just retired this year. She's going to finish in June our special education assistant superintendent, director of our local SELPA governance agency. Uh, That's education speak for the special education planning area. Susan's been a great asset for Merced County, been here for 22 years in a leadership role, and she's retiring. That's a lot of organizational memory that's leaving. If I'm not in office supporting that new assistant superintendent, we don't know what might happen. And I think people worry about that. Uh, And I worry about them worrying about that. So hence, I am Uh, leaning into this election. The other leadership staff are also considering retirement in the next couple of years. My assistant superintendent for human relations and early education, she's planning on to retire in the next year and a half. My CBO assistant superintendent is planning on retiring in two and a half years. So there's a leadership loss in a sense as people reach that point where they want to choose to do something else with their time. And without a county superintendent that has had the experience, that has the relationships with his school districts, that knows who he can call on and tap on the shoulder to step up to these important decision-making roles, we would really be in a world of hurt in Merced County. There's just too much to do to leave this job in the hands of someone that doesn't have the knowledge base or the relationships to be successful. That institutional knowledge that you have, that you've been there since 2007 cultivating and is the last four plus years as superintendent, 
is very important. And like you say, when your leadership is leaving, you need to be there to pass that baton to competent people to make sure that institutional knowledge is maintained. You do have a competitor in this race. Would you like to talk a little bit about that? Well, Casey, you know, the first rule of politics, as I was taught, was never to talk about Bruno, to take a line from the movie. All I really need to say is that my opponent has never worked here in Merced County. He works in a county, San Joaquin County. It's a, a county away from here, and he does not have the relationships. Uh, he's never worked at the superintendent level, and so I don't see how he can step into this role and really keep all the balls in the air. Now, your position, you really need to have that experience at a higher management level, don't you? Well, I, I think so, Casey. You know, principal is a tough job, and I respect it. But when you step into the superintendent role, you've got to make sure that you have knowledge about how you take care of board members, how you bring issues to them, how you communicate with the community, and make sure that their issues are being addressed. You have to worry about the budget. You have to worry about personnel. You have to worry about curriculum instruction. You have to worry about what Sacramento is going to do next. you got to plan for a budget three years out. If you haven't had any of that experience, how can you step into the county superintendent's role and have respect of the other 20 school districts? And I had no idea that the budget had increased to seven figures, $1 billion a year. I guess inflation has hit everything. We have just a few minutes left. What would you like to leave the voters with, your message? Well, I would like to leave the voters with this, that I respect them and their decision. I hope that I have their support through the ballot box. I would like your vote. And I want you to know that I will be here for all four years, should I be elected, and that I will be here every day for the children of Merced County to make this the best place possible to raise children and send your kids to a public school. As you know, ballots are coming out very quickly. If people need more information or want to get a hold of you, how would they do that? The best way to get a hold of me is to send me a text or give me a phone call. My number is 209-201-2736. That's my campaign cell phone number, and you can reach me anytime there. Also through my email, it's teachin2022 at gmail.com. Spell T-I-E-T, like the movie, J-E-N, 2022, at gmail.com. And I love the slogan, teaching, as in teaching our kids. Teaching, teaching. That's, you see that on some of my signs. That's how I started my career. Spent six years teaching in a junior high. Those were great years. Casey, I also want to just share with people that a vote for Steve Teachin is an investment in the educational system for the next four years. We've got a lot to do. We've got a lot more to get done for VST. We've got a lot more to get done in our uh, return to school after COVID and making sure that technology is used well. We've got a lot more to get done with staff development for teachers so that our teachers in Merced County are well-prepared and able to teach all kids all the time with the most difficult content in the nation and be successful at it. We are excited about what can happen in the next four years. That's why I'm asking for that vote of investment, Steve Teachin, for the next four years at the ballot box June 7th. We've had with us Dr. Steve Teachin, the Merced County Superintendent of Schools, the incumbent, asking for your vote in this primary election. Dr. Teachin, thank you for being here. Thank you, Casey. 